archaeologists with artifacts. This is our Indiana Jones podcast. All right, welcome to Previously Recorded. I am your host, RP, as always. And this episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tease. If you need a shirt and you don't have one, call Totally Tease. They'll get it done. They'll get it done. Get it done. Oh, I love the lag. It's great. It's going to sound like even a real person. That was just, I watched Shane not do it. What are you talking about? I leaned in as you did. There was no, that wasn't like a legit lag. I legitimately watched him look at me, smile, and then when I finished singing, go, and then I'll get it done. Yeah, I don't come until the end. Uh, You're on a lag, that's why. You're lagging. Um, Okay, this episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tease. Um, As you can tell, we are all remote recording once again, uh, so there will be some lag. Um, just get ready for it. Welcoming back to the podcast for his technically third episode, uh, the first person to ever do a two-parter on previously recorded. It is Marvel. Marvel, welcome back to the podcast, man. What's new with you? Nothing much. Ready to talk our topic? Fucking eight right. deep. I'm pumped. Wait, you just you completely forgot about Germano. He did all the the Game of Thrones ones with us. Yeah, but he did. No, he's saying that Marvel did a two-parter because. We did two episodes oh, back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot oh, the last episode got released as a two part. It's a restart. I thought restart you were saying first, like a recurring ghost. It's fine. You're just a senator. So we decided as a group uh, that there's really not much to talk about. Uh, so we decided to dive back into the vault that is great movies of, and picked a film franchise that we felt. Deserved a rewatch, um, warranted a rewatch, and was worthy of a rewatch. And that is the Indiana Jones series. So we are here to talk about the first film in that series, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So yeah, but before we get to that, we have some news, some Marvel MCU news uh, that I just want to bring to the listeners out there. That Doctor Strange has now been moved from November fifth of twenty twenty one to March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, um, and Thor: Love and Thunder has moved back a week to February like eighteenth or February eleventh of twenty twenty one. So now we're going to be getting Doctor Strange after Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, and this is all because Spider-Man has moved into the November 5th, 2021 spot. So that was just a little quick, quick update for you people. Uh, but anyway, since our last week, what's everybody, what's everybody been up to? Anything? I've been uh, re redrawing out my Marvel calendar with all those changes that you just mentioned. Clearly uh, life-changing news. So I really had to... It is- I just, yeah. It is for uh, huge nerds like me. So, yeah, so here's my question. I don't, and I, I, you might need to cut this. I don't know. Is this, is this episode coming out like three weeks? Won't most people oh, yeah. that by now? Uh, yeah, people who uh, want to know and are on top of it will know. <laughs> but the general audience, the general yeah, public who have no clear. fucking clue. Just the layman. Just making the layman. I uh, what have I actually been doing? Um, I've I've been watching Indiana Jones. That's what the fuck I've been doing. Just, 
Yeah, over and over again just to prepare. I know the whole movie by heart now. I, I could probably recite it if you if you want to do that. What happens at like, minute twenty seven and fifty two seconds? Ah, twenty seven um, and fifty two seconds is a very funny. Uh, it's funny that you say that. That's actually when Indy is in the large lecture hall with the FBI agents, or the the, the, the Americans. <laughs> That's kind of like almost accurate. Uh, I think I might, I might be two minutes off on that because legitimately, I left the room. I like got it set up. I left the room. I ate lunch, I came back, and it was at the, like, 22-minute mark, and he was in the classroom. <laughs> so it's, right, it's around five minutes later. Bob, I'm, I'm really glad to see you're real dedicated to this podcast, that you will put the movie on and then walk away for almost No, I like, hour. set it up on Netflix. I was like, I'm going to go eat before I watch it. Uh... <laughs> I just had it, because I, I had to look it up. So I looked it up, and I was like, all right, and then I walked away, and it started playing on its own. I, didn't, I don't know why it started playing. <laughs> I came up and I thought some like weird person was in my room talking. <laughs> and it was just Indy. Uh, what I've been up to is just continually, aside from Indiana Jones, uh, keeping going with the Mission Impossible franchise, which uh, Marvel, you need to tell your wife, Mission Impossible 2 sucks ass. I don't even think I've seen any of them, so I can't even comment. But 3 was really good. 3 was J.J. Abrams uh in the series and it was really enjoyable so we're looking forward to it going forward lots of lens flares and yeah <laughs> the lens flares were i think a little down actually i finished uh plot against america it is forgettable it seemed it yeah uh and then i, I tried to watch uh black af on netflix <clears throat> I like Rashida Jones, and I was like, maybe it'll have some funny moments. And I was just so awkward in like five minutes that I turned it off. Speaking of Rashida Jones, this episode will drop two weeks prior to that new Parks and Rec episode. Uh, will have dropped, and we all have loved it. Wow, what a great episode. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a big I like the one part where uh, Ron Swanson did that thing. Yeah. That was my favorite. Was Classic, Classic Ron. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, what have you been up to? Uh, dude, I haven't really been watching anything new. Uh, I, I, I'm really not watching anything at all right now. A lot going on at the Senate. Yeah, we're, we've been busy. Yeah, mm. I'm I'm rewatching Scrubs too. Yeah, I'm I'm about to start doing that. Honestly, like, I can't. I just finished like two weeks ago, and I'm I'm about to dive back in. If we just gotta get uh, Bob on that train and. In a couple months, a uh, Scrubs episode can happen. I've rewatched I'll, it. I'll run a well, train I'm not going to rewatch it. Rewatch it. It's going to be my going to sleep show. Like, I'm watching that 70s show right now. How's that going? It's I fall asleep to it. But I've seen it all, so it's like not that big of a deal. But the problem is, if I do, when I do Scrubs, Hulu doesn't have, like, the after two episodes will stop. And, like, do you want to keep watching? It's either after every episode or never. So, like, I'll fall asleep to Scrubs, and I'll wake up, and it's two seasons later. Not that extreme, yeah. but, like, they, I, you lose a lot more episodes when you do that with Hulu. So Yeah, for sure. I'll for probably, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll rewatch it. I don't know. I'm figuring – there's a couple things I want to watch. Let's see. Now's the time to watch Scrubs, like, six months ago. Marvel, and how about you? Uh, I've been playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. And it's it's fine. Like if you ever played the original, you get that nostalgic feel. But it's 
really not a great game. I'll be honest. Like <laughs> I'm saying like 10 out of 10s, 9 out of 10s, and I don't get it. I'm not feeling it. I saw it's the good, pull-up but not $60 good. Have you got to that? The pull-up challenge? Oh, yeah. It's impossible. Can't do it. Like impossible. The squat challenge, no problem. I, I will say, that. though, to all the listeners who ever played it before, the cross-dressing part was a joke in the original, but treated with real grace and respect this time around. Nice. Uh, yeah, Austin Creed was trying to do the pull-up thing on up, up, down, down. Freaking out. Yeah, I get to the hardest one and I can't do it. And like Megan's walked in and she's like, is this a bad time to talk to you? And I'm like, get the fuck out of the room right now. <laughs> so uh, listeners, if you heard those noises, we're actually uh, coming at you live from a submarine for this <laughs> podcast today. So just, uh, that's that's what that noise in the background was. It was the so Was it me? Yeah, it was a whale. Yeah, it was you. But it was a whale. We're trying to have like a poignant conversation and you're just fucking tapping Morse code in the background. <laughs> Sorry, my mic fell. I know. We were... the, the latch. And I got one fucking arm, so I'm, I'm trying to, to keep this going. When you were like screwing it in, you could like hear through the mic, like whatever sound was coming up through the mic stand. So, our, my bad. No, nah, it, it sounded like a whale underwater. RP. What's do you want to do you want to give our listeners a little story of why your arm is in a sling right now? Oh yeah, so um, <laughs> it actually involves another previously recorded uh, host. You tell your um, side of the story first. <laughs> so uh, we were just we were playing uh, Madden uh, together on, on live, and three quarters of the game. It's a pretty close game. It's a pretty close game. Fourth quarter, I throw, I think, three or four interceptions. Uh, two that were legitimately, like, just bad throws. Bob played well and picked it off. Two completely outrageous that were fucking bullshit. So after the last one that was complete fucking bullshit, I turned around and fucking, like, threw my arms back and hit my bedboard in frustration. And I had a, a muscle bleed in my uh my tricep in my right arm and uh, for deep cut listeners that know this uh, I am a hemophiliac so that is no good hemophilia is when you have sex with dead bodies right hemophiliac uh, they're afraid of clowns (laughs) yeah I'm afraid of Santa Claus Yeah. so clearly uh, the anger bottled up inside of him the part of the story he's not telling you is that he looked outside his dad hadn't taken the Christmas lights down, and so he had to be hot. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a it was a molotov cocktail, cocktail <laughs> waiting to explode. Yeah, now RP got mad, and I I, I mean I, I was playing the game. I agree. The one was like absolutely. He's so he's a rookie quarterback, and so sometimes like they're awesome, and sometimes they just like make really terrible throws. And his rookie quarterback out of nowhere just decided he was going to make two terrible throws in, like, a matter of six plays. Yeah, I have one fucking loss, and it's that game. I lost another one recently, so you, you're you still losing. I saw that. Yeah. And in the end, guys, the, the lesson of this story is don't fucking hit anything that is not a pillow over a video game. It's fucking stupid. But Madden's incredibly frustrating, and I think everybody agrees with that game is horseshit, but we keep buying it. 
All right, let's get into our topic today, and that is... Pause for music. Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is the story of Indiana Jones. Here is a quick synopsis. And for Boulder Roll. Don't, don't get put in there. If Pause for Wood Crack. I'd like you to make it sound, RP. That's the only reason I'm doing this. Does it turn you on? Uh, does it not turn me on? I can't argue with that. <laughs> All right, you can start now. I'm done being a dickhead. <laughs> All right, so Indiana Jones, released in uh, 1981, is about um, an archaeologist, uh, treasure hunter, basically, who, if he actually holds on to the, 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 pri- the pieces he steals, sells them to the museum for a lot of money. A lot of times he ends up coming home empty-handed. Uh, it, say, it takes place in, I think, 1936 or 31, right before the war, uh, Second War. I think it's a little later than that. I think it's 38. Oh, like 38? 30, I think. Yeah. No, 36. No, wait, 38. That's a, I think it's 38. I can yeah. look. It takes place in the 1930s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's this story about a. Archaeologist, 30, 30, 36. And he's also a professor. RP, it's 36. That's professor. very important. It is 36? 36. Yeah, so, uh, the rap says late 1930s. So, uh... It's before well, World War II. They're technically right, I guess. Yeah. So it's right before the Americans joined well, the war. It's definitely not 31, <laughs> let's put it that way. That, that's the one where I was... Oh, holy pajamas. It was 1922. Yeah. <laughs> take place in the future. Thirty-eight. Not your problem, but not our problem yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not Indy. And so, uh, Indiana Jones is approached by the U.S. government to go and find this what the Nazis are after, which it turns out to be the Ark of the Covenant, um, which held the Ten Commandments that Moses smashed. Um, if you believe in that sort of thing, direct Indiana quote. Um, fun fact about Indiana, uh, Indiana is the name of George Lucas's dog and also the inspiration for Chewbacca. A little fun fact for you right there. Um, but this is the story of him and his, um, ex former young, very, very young lover, um, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's get into it. Hold on. Shitty synopsis. Yeah, Since you I, said that, I really that was that was intense. Can I'm jumping ahead a bit to this part? But Marion was he a pedophile? Yeah, she was like 15. Yeah, he, right. That's why the doctor doesn't talk to him. It's not because he's dead or Father yeah. Grace. He's mad at him for sleeping with his underage daughter. Yeah. Do you know how old Indy was when he was? He could have been in college at like 18. Seven, what if he's a prodigy? He was like 17. We don't get an age for Indy. I think Indy's like 32 at this point. <laughs> I know, but they, Marion and Indy don't look like they're different ages. Anyway, she said, you know it was wrong. 
I was under I was underage. I was young. I was stupid and in love. I don't know my birthday. I was underage. Under <laughs> age. Like, that part. <laughs> yeah, she said I was young. I was stupid. I was. She said I was young. Yeah, she's not like you. You know it was wrong. <laughs> but that's what they're hinting to. They're alluding to. Yeah, there's a lot of issues. She's like added to it. You want like, to be I was underage? I was a toddler. Let's go through chronologically because that's how I did it when I was watching. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't watched it in probably six or seven years, like like start to finish. I still love the movie, but wow, was I like, what the fuck's going on at times? <laughs> like it was right. so, Let's start from the beginning. Let's go back. So this says the script states that Marion's age in Raiders is 25 years old making her around 15 at the time of the affair with a tw- with a 27-year-old Indy. So Indy Ooh. was 27 Yikes. and she was 15. Indy's supposed to be 37 in this movie? Yeah. 27. Damn. No, he's he's 27 when he uh, bangs okay. Mary. That's what I'm saying. This is 10 years later, so he's 37 in that's, this movie. Yeah, that's from the Indiana Jones wiki. All right. Pedo. <laughs> so he straight up says, you don't have to forgive me for what I did. I'm not sorry about what I did, but let's work together to get this. Yeah. So I'm not sorry. Ab- off the bat. <laughs> I'm not sorry about what I did. You mean banging that underage chick? Yeah, fuck it. Jeez. Yeah, he says that. It's the third anyway, let's their rewind. laws. Yeah. Let's rewind the tape <laughs> and let's start off with one of the most um uh, iconic openings of all time. So you start this off with uh it's Indy and Doc Ock. Spider-Man. Dude, how crazy is that? Uh, that Alfred Molina, after talking about him all that time yeah. last week. Yeah. First appearance. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that was him until I'm watching the names come up and I see Alfred Molina and I was like, who the fuck is Alfred Molina in this? And then right away, Satipo pops up on the screen. I was like, oh shit. He's Indy's scumbag partner in this turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so this scene uh, is just incredibly iconic. Whether you don't know Indy, who Indy is, or necessarily have seen the film, you know of this scene. Um, it's been replicated millions of times in, not millions, but a ton of times. It's been referenced, everything like that. When you think of Indiana Jones, what comes to mind? What scenes come to mind? Is this one of the key ones that, like, that you guys think of? Probably the boulder. The boulder, yeah. But you're, you're I think it's about, the yeah. boulder because of like the Disney like show. And mm-hmm. that's the scene that is constantly like shown. Yeah. And that's referenced in the uh Full House episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's all anytime anybody references Indiana Jones, they jump to the boulder. So even before I had seen Indiana Jones, I knew about the boulder. It was um Indiana Jones the Stunt Spectacular in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um fun fact about that, a lot ha- of actors have gotten hurt in that stunt scene because there is a little platform that they have to fall into when the boulder rolls over them. And one guy even got hit the top of his nose taken off by the boulder. He had a huge snaz, I guess. Worth it. All right. Um, what a cool story. So, Marvin, you you have a lot to say uh, about Indy. Anything about this opening scene? Um, so, from what I know, just from, like, years of kind of behind-the-scenes, like, kind of stuff that I've read and known is um, – Indiana Jones, like Harrison Ford, actually performed his own stunt doing this, which is crazy because this is one of the first things they filmed. So they had to film this like 10 times to get all the different angles. 
So like, oh, that's cool. if he would have got fucked up, this would have really put behind their production. And like Steven Spielberg's come and said, like, I regret letting Harrison Ford like do this because it was a big like fiberglass boulder they built. So this wasn't like some bullshit like styrofoam thing. Like if they would have rolled him over, it would have got fucked up. That's actually pretty cool. There's some 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 thrill to it. And if he got hurt, I wonder if they would have brought the backup in. So it came down to Indy and Tom Selleck for the role of Indiana Jones. Yeah, which Tom Selleck actually termed it down for Magnum P.I. And like later seasons for Magnum P.I., they actually spoofed Indiana Jones where he had the hat, the whip, the whole outfit, and like did the opening scene again. So you could see like how he was as Indiana Jones. And he would have sucked because <laughs> it would have been Indiana Jones with a giant fucking mustache. Uh, one of the things Spielberg did say about this film is that he just wanted to make a clean uh, film in terms of production. So he had just come off of a couple other movies, um, this is before E.T., uh, but like a little bit after Jaws, where everything ran over schedule, over uh, budget. And this movie, with everything that goes on in it, came in at either at budget or under budget and was filmed in the allotted time that they set, um, they set for it, which I think is pretty cool uh, for the, it's a pretty big spectacle movie. I mean, at the time it's the eighties, it's right after star Wars. So like kind of like the, the, the boom of uh, blockbuster making in Hollywood. I know. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. When I go to see a movie, the first question that I ask myself, is like you fucking dick. Was this movie under or over budget? Do you think it was filmed in the allotted time that they they set it for? <laughs> to be fair to RP, this movie was like an anomaly. It was filmed for eighteen million. That's what they said he wanted to budget as, and it got turned down left and right because they said it couldn't be done at that budget and on time. And so that it is a huge fact for this movie. I do get it. I, I love exactly. shitting on RP. <laughs> That is a big factor. It was was a layup. It was too easy. Like never on the show ever when we're talking about a movie have we been like, well, one of the major things about the film is that it was under budget. Again, at the time, (laughs) this movie was a big deal for 18 million. So I, I will accept that fact. I and think I'll make fun of nobody our, something else. <laughs> nobody in our previously recorded crew, or really anybody I know, cares about the things in, in filmmaking that I do, with which is uh, production. You know, everything with production, the budgets, and the box office, and, and profit. And so I find that stuff really inc- interesting. Uh, I have no idea if that has to do with my accounting mind. Uh, <laughs> is that I enjoy seeing the profits? So fuck you guys. Thank you. <laughs> so what do you guys think of that haven't answered what do you guys think of the opening scene of indiana jones uh, well how, how deep into the the scene are we going just the opening scene like the boulder the beginning to like the boulder to when he gets the uh Mark of the, the artifact yeah basically it's all the way to the end i want to know your entire feeling of the movie um no but i'm saying like are we going up because like i the chase scene after he gets out of the cave, I have issues with. But are we going to that point? Are we going to like... Oh, absolutely. Right I hear the issues. Yeah. I want to hear everything you have. What you love about it. What you hate about it. Um, well, I mean, I love indie. Don't get me wrong. I love indie. So like watching it now, because I knew all the things I liked about it. I was very critical. 
Like I was watching it as if it was like a 2020 box office release when I was in the theaters. So like when they're running, when he's running from the natives, the random asses, like that one shot of just all their asses. Like, what the why is that necessary? <laughs> and then like moments later, because you can you can analyze these things together if you guys want. He's yelling. He's like, start the plane, start the plane, start the plane. The hydroplane, right? And so like moments later, the plane's already going on the river or whatever it is, and Indy jumps onto this vine to get himself closer to the plane. And he swings all of probably three feet before he gets into the like he could have jumped further than the vine took him. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Why did he get up? What's it was just like here's an action sequence. I'm gonna swing on the vine. And it almost pulled him backwards. So that scene actually when he's swinging on that that vine for three feet and then jumps for fifty feet is the first time we hear, I believe we hear the Indiana uh, theme. famous movie score in history and it also cost eight thousand of the 18 million budget fun fact what just on the vine what, the vine <laughs> yeah it's, it's a really vine. expensive vine <laughs> has to be man to get you that far my problem too is when he gets in the plane why is he in the front shouldn't jock be in the front I don't know. Those those old planes were flown weird, so I, I'm not going to argue that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know enough. And why the, uh, the planes start up with like a Star Wars sound? Do you ever notice that too? Yeah. It does like well, the they, Falcon startup sound. <laughs> there's like an R2-D2 sound somewhere in this movie too. Yeah, There's a mural too with R2-D2 and C-3PO. When he's opening the arc, if you look behind on like the mural, like R2-D2 and C-3PO are there. That's cool. That's like... Oh. Because this is in uh, Harrison Ford's first movie after um, Star Wars, I believe. After Return of the Jedi, right? No, this is one. I don't even think two was out at this point. Empire wasn't out. Really? No. In eight, what was this? It's 81. 81. Yeah. Empire came out in 83. You might, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars 1, or The New Hope was it. They might have uh, been doing... came out in 1980. Since we've already... It was right after... Since we've already yeah, Empire was either being made or not made yet. Strikes Back came out in eighty, and this came out in eighty one. Ah, okay. Um, so one of the fears of casting Indy was that they didn't want him to be another Han Solo. So Indy, um, Harrison Ford actually went through the script and crossed off lines that he thought sounded too much like like Han Solo to make the, to differentiate the characters a little bit. Uh, Shane, what did you think of the opening scene of Indiana Jones? Uh, well, that's that's not my favorite scene in the movie. My favorite scene comes a little later. I guess we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, obviously, it's a good scene, though. I mean, that's that's the scene I think of when someone says Indiana Jones. Um, yeah. I have a problem with when he when he's going to pick up the idol, and he's got the 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 bag of I guess it's sand, the sandbag that he's going to replace it with. Mm. In what world does he think that's going to work? Because there's no way you got the exact weight. There's no way you're going to be able to get it on there quick enough. I just, at that point, just grab the idol and run. So that's what is awesome about Indy is he is incredibly flawed and not a very good treasure hunter, I suppose, because he's gets it wrong in the opening scene. 
that causes this everything to unfold. And it's he's just... a very flawed but relatable character. Even aside from you know what happens with Marion, which everybody kind of just <clears throat> shrugs off. We love him. All right, so we can we move on to uh, when when they go back to when when Indy goes back to the the, the college. Yeah, I just I just wanted to spend a good amount of time on that opening scene just because of how iconic it is. I'm not going to do this with every scene. No, I, I, my next question, and this is probably the thing that I'm most pissed off about and I really want to get to, is does that motherfucker need to wear glasses or not? Well, that's <laughs> – I love that actually. Like that's almost like a Clark Kent Superman thing for me because he is like – he's boring as shit as a professor. <laughs> like – He's like, oh, fucking blah, blah, blah. And like all the girls are in love with him, but he's fucking Indiana Jones. Like he should be like, and then I fucking found this rock and it glowed and shit. But he's up there just being boring with these glasses and this boring ass outfit. But when he goes Indiana Jones mode, glasses off, five o'clock shadow comes out of nowhere and dirty ass leather coat with the Yeah. I'm with you. He could be like, oh, yeah. And then I picked up the idol and the yeah. fucking place just started falling apart on me. But no. Like, you could tell the kids about the boulder scene and they'd be like, holy shit. But instead, he's up there <laughs> fucking teaching about Easter or some shit. I don't even remember. <laughs> the one girl has I love you written on her eyelids, which is in, in excellent handwriting, by the yeah. way. I don't know how you pull that off. You have somebody else draw that on because you can't yeah. write that backwards in the mirror. Like They knew he was that- a pedo. They were like, hey, we know he's fucking. The thought process behind, like, I understand. I don't know what Spielberg was thinking, but like, if you analyze that that student, the idea of writing "I love you" on your own eyelids <laughs> takes a lot of like planning. So she, she, might, she might need from... some counseling too. That's that's a little, it's a little nutty. <laughs> so that actually came from uh, the production designer uh, or the assistant cameraman or something he pointed that out and thought maybe that would be a great idea uh so that's actually where that comes from is i'm looking at this movie as if it's a thing and like i'm in this world and these things are happening no i agree i just fun fact um but i, I put that out of my notes because i was like what the f-? like rewatch i was like what the fuck that's so weird and then he must be a good professor because that one random student as he's leaving just like angrily drops a fucking apple <laughs> I noticed that watching it today. Like, he does the store by, and he's like, fuck you. I have to do this. I guess uh, guess Indy fucked his girlfriend or something. (laughs) It's probably the most confusing scene in the entire movie. No, that's not true. It just just establishes. I know my most confusing scene now after rewatching. It establishes how square he is. Like, in his normal. I think it's, it's the Clark Kent, like, Superman. Like relation where he's this fucking nerdy <laughs> square dude, Wait, but then he's I'm, fucking Indiana Jones. Like he's out. I'm watching it. I'm watching it on mute right now, and I just went to that scene, and I never noticed that before. Wait, <laughs> with the apple? Yeah, lambs it down. Like he, he was and like, then, I'm gonna, I'm so a Shakespearean actor, and I'm a fucking extra, and I'm gonna go all out. <laughs> I'm gonna be remembered. Yeah, and we did. We remembered you, John Smith. <laughs> this is my time to shine. So let's get through. Uh, so at, after this scene, the the government shows up. They they say, Indy, we need your help. And then the museum is like, all right, let's go get this covenant. Indy, go ahead. Shows completely how careless he is because he, he says, 
you know how careful I am, and then throws his gun, most likely load it, right into his suitcase. Well, wait, without, go back. Go back, because I have other issues with the government showing up. So they're like, yeah, call it out. you're the leader on uh, archaeology and these relics and the occult, right? Because the occult, if you don't know like what the occult refers to, it refers to things that can't be explained by religion or science. So like witchcraft, uh, psychics, any anything like that is considered the occult. And then they continue to reference the occult while talking about the Ark of the Covenant, which is clearly a very religious thing. Implies that they think that this is not like like I was like wait how is Steven Spielberg alluding to the fact that like the Old Testament is the occult but he's Jewish <laughs> so that doesn't make any sense I was very confused with their like because the occult if they started talking about the occult and Temple of Doom it makes a hundred percent sense they don't have to reference the occult in this at all you just say like oh yeah there's there's a, um, there's a story about what the Ark of the Covenant is capable of. I mean, when you think about it, just the idea that the plot of the movie is to go and retrieve the Ark of the Covenant, it's a really incredibly outlandish thought process in a somewhat grounded world. Everything else Which is I grounded, love. except for uh, the, the, the decibel level of gunshots. Everything else is grounded. I love it. I love the fantasy aspect of it. It just It's just something that when you think of Indiana Jones and the Ark of the Covenant, you're just like, it's strange. It's just a strange concept. And it pays out because I I love this movie. It's it's great. And I love, I'm really glad that we're doing this series. I love that Indy like, just gives no fucks. He's like, I don't believe in that shit. Like, <laughs> which is great because like at this point, clearly he hasn't run into anything like that, even though he's an expert apparently. But he's just like, I don't believe in that fucking bullshit. And it's it's funny because it is like Han Solo with like the Jedi where he's like, I don't believe in that shit. Like <laughs> it is like the same thing. And then by the end, he's like, all right, it's fucking real. So the next scene shows up in Nepal. Right. Which yeah, there, I, I might have missed something on the rewatch. Did they say everything's outside of Cairo? They're digging outside of Cairo, blah, 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 blah. Did they say that he's going to stop in the poll? Well, he had to go and see Marion to find out about her father's. Oh, okay. uh, he was it. known to possess that thing. And he, he had he the medallion, right? That he, that he needs to put on the. the yeah, the, the medallion that. Yeah, that's uh, raw. <laughs> so yeah, the, so I want to talk about the shots. I was going to say, <clears throat> houses these shots. And then it's completely fucking fine when Indiana Jones shows up. Well, that's a good foreshadowing, though, for later. Yeah. Yes. But so, what, yeah. what game is that? That there's but, a crowd. Do, do shots until you die. <laughs> <laughs> they, roll, they roll differently in Nepal, Bob. Yeah. It's I, 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 would, I would crush it in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> <I would even laughs> <think. laughs> All right, so all this goes down. Uh, we talk about the Marion sex. They, they confront each other. And then uh, Jojo Rabbit, Hal Hitler, uh, shows up uh, with the Nazis. And that's all I could think of uh, was when he's like, uh, when, when the Nazi dude shows up, and I just saw them greeting in Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, dude, 30 times. We, I forgot about how like sweaty that guy is when he's about to, when he's got the, the metal prod out of the fire and he's about to like stick it to marion dude he is like pouring sweat well, well covered in fire there's a huge uh, no one fact else is sweating in the movie scene. 
where uh, they're all pretty much suffering from food poisoning the entire time of this movie. Really? Yeah, where everyone, oh, yes. everyone except Spielberg, because Spielberg would eat like MREs out of cans, but everyone else got yeah. sick. And we're... Yeah, they said um, they said Lucas might have warned them because they filmed a lot of um, Star Wars there. Yeah, and uh, well, and something that begins with a T. If you want to, uh, if you want to jump ahead for a minute, um, the scene that's actually my favorite scene in the whole movie when oh, okay, Oxford off then. Yeah, when uh, <laughs> when he's when he's fighting all those people in like the market, and the one guy's got the swords and he's kind of swinging them around. And, mm-hmm. and he just shoots him. Yep. Dude, that's right. He was supposed scene. to fight him, but yeah. Harrison Ford was so sick. He's like, fuck this. I don't feel like fighting him. So he just kind of improv shooting him. And then he was yep. like, oh, we like yeah, that. Let's they, go with it. They tried to do so it there, a couple there might times be something to were, this. this yeah, they were both so sick thing. that he suggested just to shoot him. <laughs> also, yeah, that's he where he's running uh, around. If you look at like the editing, there's some scenes where he is a sweaty goddamn mess. Yeah. And then within the next scene, he has like a little bit of sweat in his chest. And then he'll turn around a corner, and again, he's a sweaty goddamn mess. <laughs> I um, I have some issues with the, uh, and that might explain it, but it's not until later, so I'll hold off on on it now. But another so when, another funny fun fact, where is uh, what's his name, Gimli, the guy who plays Gimli later on in this movie, Salah, he, he was so sick that supposedly they filmed a scene where he's talking to the Nazis. And had to bend down, and he literally shit himself. <laughs> and they that scene, like they filmed everything, and it, the scene never made the movie. Like he had to bend down, and his food poison was so bad that he shit himself. <laughs> That's awful. That's fucking awful. But we're at that point now. We're gonna we're gonna fast forward and skip to, you know, that the Cairo stuff. Um, Shane, when he shoots that guy, that guy trained for three months for that sword fight. And then Indy just shoots him, and it's one of the funniest moments in the entire movie. Yeah, that's my favorite and scene. Again, it's just like Indy. Indy is not a good fighter. He's not. He and he's like all of us. He's like, why am I gonna fucking fight this guy? I got a gun. Boom, dead. <laughs> all right. So there's a couple things that happened before the Kyra. Plus, plus, why are you gonna fight this guy? He's got two fucking swords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before, the market, before the marketplace scene, there's a, some things that we have to acknowledge. One is that Gimli is Salah, which is awesome. Two, when Marion's not in the, the, the Himalayas, now we see her in a second outfit, and the questions start to run through your head, is she attractive or not? Because she's a very uh, promiscuous character, but there's something about her that I just can't get behind, and I don't know what it is. I feel like frame frame for frame, she just it just changes always on for me. No. She's very tomboyish. Like this scene behind me now, she, and very tomboyish, but like she is cute. It's another and one then, of those situations though, where like it's a problem I have with the Dark Knight, where Bruce Wayne and uh, fucking Two Face are fighting over Maggie Gyllenhaal. But I'd this, rather fight over Jay Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> so it's the same thing where this plain Jane is being courted by Indiana Jones. And uh, what's his face? Like this other archaeologist, and they're both oh, like, Balak. We'll yeah, they're both haunting we'll for this girl. So then, I never saw this before. I didn't realize that the monkey hailed Hitler. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. That beat out the the gun scene for me on this watch because I'm watching it, and then the dude with the eye patch walks in. The monkey's on his shoulder. The guy like 
trying to help Hitler, trying to be like, hey, I need to talk to the Nazi guys. And the monkey's like, fucking hell, Hitler. Like, what? George, George Lucas actually directed that scene, I think. <laughs> Spielberg is like, oh, we vey, I ain't doing this. George Lucas is like, make that fucking monkey hail. I don't care. Monkey 100% hail Hitler. And it just completely, I was out of it for the next like five minutes. Like I couldn't stop thinking about it. So they put a, uh, if you want me to spoil how they did that, they put a grape on a on a stick and basically held it over, and that's how they got the monkey to do the Hal Hitler. So if you see well, somebody Hal Hitler, it's probably the time grape. I thought man. that that monkey hated, but now I just, it turns out he loves grapes. He was just hungry. Well, that, that was a huge part of the budget. He's not going to talk about it, but like at least 5000 was spent on grapes for the monkey. <laughs> You're looking at a remarkable amount to be spent on just production. It's with, crazy. With the amount, with the amount of money they spent on grapes, it's it's remarkable how they came in under budget still. <laughs> and you have to, you have to think, All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Previously Recorded. Keep in mind that they had to worry about like harvesting those grapes, and they had, they managed to do all that and get the film filmed in the allotted time. Yeah, they had to ship them to where they were too. So it's like, and they were six. They do it on time and in budget. They're probably just- All right, so one of the cool parts about the movie is that uh, Belloc is dressed completely in white. He's the villain of the film, besides from Hitler. He's the villain of the film, and he is in this white, neat, and tidy outfit. And Indy's the guy that's rugged, dirty, you know, not what you expect. I never and thought of that like- as the cool part of the film either. Oh, God. I'm just, I'm just saying. So, like, go ahead and make your argument, but I'm going to argue against it. I'm not making my argument. I'm just I'm pointing out an observation. Belloc is the worst. He's the worst archaeologist of all time. He's never found an artifact. In a matter of an hour of the film, he's stolen two different artifacts. That's so he doesn't have to go and do any of it. So that's why he's in all white, because he, yeah. do, he doesn't get dirty. He doesn't do the work. Mm-hmm. So he's the bad guy, because he's like the snob who's like, I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm going to let you go do everything, and I'm going to take the credit for it. Right. So that's my, yeah, ba- Belloc sucks. But before we even get to him stealing the Ark, you got to talk about the snakes. I hate snakes, too. The, they weren't snakes, though. So before we get to that point, you know, we, we, we got to talk about the, the, the basket scene where Marion blows up for Indy's, for all Indy knows, is that she blows up. And <laughs> Here's how important that scene is to me. I forgot it happened. Well, I just want to talk about, interesting how long they take to reveal that she's actually alive. It's like a 25 minutes, half hour, like retrospect to Star Wars, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. They blow up Chewie and they let you know that he's alive in the next two minutes. Yeah, I and I think it's just because, like, having watched it, I remember her being in it later. Do you know what I mean? So maybe the first time I watched it, it was, like, a big deal, and I just didn't remember it. But also, but, she blows up, and then he's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. They blew up. Every time people yeah. die, Salah's just like, oh, it happens. <laughs> At first, she dies, and Salah's like, oh, all right, we're moving on. And then they get trapped in the snake pit, and they get out. And it's like, oh, man, you're alive. I didn't, th- I didn't think that was going to happen. So the biggest thing about this movie that everybody always says is that Indy has no real big factor on this movie because the Nazis find, they still find the Ark. And um, he doesn't stop him for anything. So 
It's just like all Indy does is speed up the process. He finds the Ark for them because they would eventually have scoured that entire desert until they found the Ark. Well, they're building like, or they're digging like six feet away from him. That shit always right. makes me laugh. They like they explain that he's that he finds like the coordinate that you're supposed to be like one stone down or whatever. Like I forget the exact thing, but like he's literally building or digging with the other people, and you can see the Nazis like ten feet away. <laughs> like it's yeah. they're not even yeah. discreet about it. <laughs> yep, that was the other thing. It's like you're being so obvious about this. Like they sneak right into the the the, uh, the dig site, barely masking themselves. Like, it's just confusing. He probably but, pays Marion. If anything, if Indy never got involved, Marion probably would have died. That's probably the only thing he did. Yeah, that's true, because they, they would have found out she had the medallion either way. I mean, like, they, they did kind of follow him to her, but I feel like they would have figured it out. And uh, she definitely would have got, like, the shit tortured out of her. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> uh, anything anybody want to talk about with that specific uh, scene, the desert scene, the Ark of the Covenant scene? Uh, so how about when, um, when it cuts to him up there with the, the rocket launcher pointed at him, I think it's funny how he gets their attention. He's like, Hey, <laughs> like, watch jumping way ahead. <laughs> I thought that's the scene you were talking about. <laughs> no, you did no. say Ark of the Covenant. So I was like, at the end, I was like, Oh, we're just going right to the end of the movie. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, what's in discovery? The snake. Pit. The... We're talking about the snake. snake pit. Okay. Snake pit. So when he throws in the snake pit. Okay. Also, um, so, uh, the one problem I did have with that scene, these like giant statues of Anubis that are down in uh, in this this crypt have been there for conceivably like millions or like thousands and thousands of years. And then Indy's like, I'm just going to climb up on this one and knock it over by swinging back and forth. Like, you can't be that. Hey, it's only been standing underground for years and years and years and years. Well, it's also how this thing stay alive down there for all those years. It's like, are they just eating each other? No. I'm not going to nitpick like that. Like it is, it's cheesy. I am. It is. Hold on, I got um, one. How about, that's why we got you, Bob. We got you to nitpick. How about when, when Marion gets tossed in there, she definitely breaks every single bone in her back because she smacks hard as shit off that statue. <laughs> that literally the scene and then he barely that. catches her. Yeah, she he... should not be able to walk after that. <clears throat> She literally makes everything more complicated. Mm-hmm. That's why he's like, he's tied up. He's like, I'm just going to leave you here. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Uh, that just shows I'll be back. Like what a good flawed character he is, though, because he's like, well, this bitch can die, but the Ark of the Covenant is kind of my, <laughs> my main reason for being here right. right now. Not when he shows up with the rocket launcher, which we have, we have to get to. That he yeah, but he, he calls him out for that bullshit. He knows he's playing him. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I remember from the snake pit being a kid with the old VHS copy, and they definitely fixed it in the re-releases was when the Cobra's about to strike him. You can see the glass that was in between Indiana and the snake. I do remember. (laughs) And I tried to point out the Megan on the Netflix copy, but they've definitely fixed it. But it's really bad. Lucas doesn't like to leave things alone. We all know that. Well, fun fact for the re-edit for this one is we can actually thank South Park for this movie not getting edited. Because when really? when Spielberg was going on his, and Lucas were going on their I'm going to CGI fix everything, and they fixed the uh, E.T. guns 
they changed it to walkie-talkies on a re-release to be more PC. South Park made fun of Lucas and Spielberg raping Indiana Jones. Like, if you've ever seen the episode, they literally rape Indiana yeah. Jones. I, had, I told my friends I was watching it yesterday, and they, they were telling me about that. Yeah, so Spielberg's actually a huge fan of South Park, wrote a letter to Trey and Matt and changed his mind because of that. Wow, that's actually... So this, I mean, that's what I heard, but this movie like hasn't been touched because of South Park. So we can thank them too. And these movies shouldn't be touched. Like they are um, like one of the, it's just like with Star Wars. There was a joke and I know not a lot of people like this show, but at the time I did Big Bang Theory. uh, Like quick, let's rewatch, let's start watching Star Wars now before George Lucas changes it again. Like these movies should just be left alone the way that they, they were put out. Now in, in a glass scene like that, that's fine. Whatever. Get rid of that. But there are some changes made, like the Han and uh, Greedo scene. Like, Indy is fine the way uh, it is. Dude, that scene Don't makes me so mad when I go back and rewatch how they, like, slightly yeah. make him move his head a little bit. Yeah, oh, that it's gotten me worse, too. Doesn't Disney Plus have its own version of it? Like, It's so bad. It's so bad at this point, dude. It sucks. Yeah, it's, it is, like... But that, it's weird it went, because... I've rewatched those movies and I have like the old VHSs and there are some stuff that they fixed that are fine. Like cloud city, they added like a brighter hallway and windows, Mm -hmm. but like some of the CGI like nonsense is too much. And I think Uh, that's about the movie. What about this in a, in Jedi, the scene in uh, Jabba's palace with that fucking like CGI. Yeah. Dude, that's so bad. Like I've rewatched those with my wife recently, and I like apologize for some of that shit. And I'm yeah, like, I'll, when I'll, I was I'll a fast kid, forward right through it. Yeah, when I was a kid, this wasn't here, and like it, Terrible. it is like disheartening. But it comes to a point where you're just like, all right, like it's his movie, I guess. But like, and that's why Indiana Jones like does so well because everything's practical. No, it still like stands the test of time. Like, and I know you're about to say even the end of the movie, like it was all done practically. And it's it's still it looks like cheesy, but it's still like is really well done. And we'll talk more about the the end of the movie yeah. when we get there. But I have no problem with with that. Like that's that was top of the line when this movie came out. But what I was going to say is like cheesy and stuff. Like these fight scenes are over the top action fight scenes, like uh, big long punches, like mm-hmm. like you know big movements and and. Um, you know these these great car chase scenes where Indy steals the tanker, goes underneath the giant truck to get the, to to save himself to to get the truck to get that that is holding the Ark of the Covenant and get it away from the Nazis. Um, like all that stuff is so cool. And today now it would probably like be more believable action and stunts where you can clearly tell that Indy is that that Harrison Ford's taking a big whiff and coming nowhere near these actor faces. Wow. Um, which even gets us to the big scene, um, the plane scene where he's fighting that giant guy with the pointy nipples. That's my favorite scene. Yeah, that that whole sequence is really cool. But before before we get into that, so the Nazis are like digging around and they can't find where they're supposed to be. Indiana Jones finds the snake pit, and then him and Marion push a rock through a wall, and it's right where. <laughs> They're like air bases. Oh, I know. Like it's, I know it's 
it's whatever, but it is like, oh, let's push this rock. Oh, shit, there's some Nazi airplanes. Like, they're literally six feet every time for where they need to look. It is really no risk. Wait. There's no risk in these movies where it's like, all right, Indy will figure it out, and it's bam, it's right there. Mm-hmm. It's not, so, he's got to go through things to get there. It's just, it's there. The scene where where Marion, like, tries to escape where like she's drinking them under the table and she pulls out the knife. She's it's a butter knife. Yeah, like, that's not right down. She's not doing shit with that knife. That could still fuck some people up. Yeah, but yeah, as, cheese, maybe that dude he could definitely just fucking rush. But her he's going to be drunk too, so he would. She would have the advantage because it showed earlier that she can drink a lot and I be. But they could have given her a sharper knife. Yeah, a fun thing about that party after rewatching it is how funny the Nazis come in and they're like undoing this chain. Yeah, the hanger. I was gonna say, why yeah. with that hanger? They're like, they're awesome. terrified, like they're gonna get choked the fuck out, or it's a nunchuck, and then he makes a hanger. Like I don't know why that shit makes me laugh every time I watch I, that's it. That's what I was just about to say. Like that, he's just like, yeah, and he's <laughs> real. Like you, you're. This is scary. And he's like, all right, hang, hold my. <laughs> Hang this Nazi coat up. How am I having it? They didn't even hang it up. The one guy just held it. <laughs> He's still on a hanger. So speaking of that guy, the uh, the Nazi guy, and I forget his name. Um, they don't really say his name. What is on the face the melt guy? Everybody knows where it goes. He's the guy whose face melts. Yeah, which is awesome, fucking awesome. Um, when he takes his hat off in the desert, he has a huge bald spot. He takes it off in the bar too, though. So they show it in a bar already. Do they? Yeah. It, was more, it stood out more to me. Oh yeah, like he he like wipes it all dramatically. It is like a giant horseshoe. It's obviously <laughs> shaved. Like it's not a natural horseshoe. So um, the phrase cul-de-sac or horseshoe bald. It is the cul-de-sac for sure. Oh, it's not a horseshoe. Yeah. Big fan. Um, but uh, back to the 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 fight scene with the plane. Um. In, uh, Harrison Ford actually got stuck underneath, like something happened underneath the plane, and he actually injured his his leg. He broke his leg, and they didn't trust the uh, the doctors where they were filming, so they kind of just wrapped it up, band- like put like a basically put a bandaid on it and took him back. Uh, they're like, all right, let's just get out of here and finish this up, which I thought was pretty interesting. Really, just such a bad idea to let him do all of his own stunts. He did. He... I mean, the same shit happened in The Force Awakens. He, he the, Like, the Millennium Falcon door collapsed on his leg, and he broke his leg, and they shut production down for, like, until he was ready. He did all the yeah, truck definitely. stuff, too. He rolled under the truck. Like, he did all his own stunts. He did that? Yes. Did he stand in front of that wheel? Was that, like, a real scene? Like, how did they film that? It wouldn't surprise me. Like, Harrison Ford seems like one of those guys. I just don't know how you film that. That wants to do his own stunts. Like, that's the one thing about Tom Cruise. Like, fuck Tom Cruise, but he does all his own stunts. Yeah, but fuck him. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his weird alien god saves him, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do they, like, after the plane scene, like, they steal the the, the Ark of the Covenant. Like, the truck, he steals. When, that whole truck scene that we're talking about. I like the classic, like, uh... Charlie Chaplin way that they hide the truck. He just drives it into the building and they drop the awning and all the people crowd in front of it and act like it's like a normal market. 
just a big fan of that, like really <laughs> old school. Like, this is this is a reasonable thing that could happen. So, um, if nobody else has anything to add, I want to jump into the famous rocket launcher, uh, <laughs> fly in the mouth, everything scene. I want to. I want to. Before we get there, there's a couple things that happen on the boat and with the boat and with the submarine that I need to call. I could have done without that submarine scene. First thing first. Oh, that's, I was. <laughs> I had some problems. All right, so the kiss scene. What are your thoughts? When he's, like, pulling part of his body that, like, hurt, and then he, like, points at his lips. Oh. Oh. It's cringe. Oh, my God. It's the cringiest thing ever, right? So then, this car car hurts, too. You recall what he does at, like, the end of that scene? Say that that again, Bob. How does that scene end? He falls asleep. He falls asleep. He falls asleep. And Marion is in, like, a nightie. And when they wake up the next morning, Indy's standing and he's putting his gun. He's like, the engine stopped. I'm going to go check it out. And Marion is now naked. And she has to grab her thing. Did So he's already asleep in the bed. So did she just say, like, fuck it, I'm going to get naked and sleep next to him? Yeah, it was hot. Like, what's going on? It was hot. Look, he was exhausted. He took a quick power nap, 15, 10, 15 minutes. Then they banged it out. Went to now, bed. I think you guys are getting on Indy for, like, having sex with a minor, apparently. I think Marion's like undercover slut because she like likes she she's making out with Belloc. She's just all over the place. Oh, she geez. also when they're leaving to get on the on the on the boat, she goes to Salah. She kisses on one cheek. That's for your wife. On the other cheek, that's for your children. And then boom, smack on the lips. That's a married man, babe. She's yeah. a hoe for toe. So then he falls asleep, and yet she still wakes up naked. With that. I completely forgot about the whole boat submarine transfer. Like I don't even remember those scenes really. Had like until I rewatched. I think I think that scene was more for the like arc because isn't that where they show like the box and it gets burned, like the symbol yeah. on the side. Like I think and, that was more. And then the submarine thing happens. They get on. They get on. The the Nazis take the ship. They take the ark. They take Marion. Indy's hiding in like the fucking like smokestack or whatever it was. <laughs> And then I love when he when he swims over and he crawls up and they all start cheering and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. And then he doesn't ever get into the submarine. But yet they come to the submarine scene and everybody's fucking like turning things like they're going to go underwater. And the next scene, he's drenched as as if to imply that he rode the top of the submarine all the I way mean, to where we're, we're talking about Indiana Jones here. How long can you hold? How far were they going? Probably like five feet. <laughs> but the fact, and that's why I was saying, like maybe he was just sweating real bad because he was drenched in the next scene from before he takes the Nazis' clothes. He is drenched from head to toe, as if to say, like he was not ever in the submarine to dry off. There was probably a deleted scene. I almost guarantee there was probably a deleted scene where he was holding the fuck on to the submarine. <laughs> and then they were like, ah, this is getting too unbelievable. Ark of the Covenant, all <laughs> him holding on to the submarine. Nah. Hold on to the submarine with like one really long straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either he was sick, dying from his food poisoning or he they filmed a scene. Uh, he was, dr- like, he, they show him and he's like crouched down the thing. And he's just sweating. Yeah, I don't remember. I thought, he, I thought he was sweating. And then he gets up and his clothes are soaked. And I was like, wait, did he never go in the submarine before it sunk? 
I didn't put two and two together. I just assumed he got in, uh, and they were just still wet from him swimming. Yeah, I mean, no, that was on there, dried off. He's hiding. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could have done without the whole submarine thing. I get why it happened. Um, it just kind of slowed the story down for me. But then it immediately picks up when they're back in the desert with the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, boom, grenade launcher time. All right, so another problem I have with this. Why are they just, like, carrying the Ark of the Covenant to where they need to go? Like, it's like a procession of 20 people carrying it. Like, they showed they have access to cars, tanks. Like, they couldn't put that shit on a car, like a Jeep, and drive it to where they need to go? They're Like, they're reverently carrying it. And it's not like it's a <laughs> steep cliff. It's a huge, narrow road. <laughs> right. Where literally Indy goes to hide behind a truck, I think, to sneak off from it, he, to get the rocket. Launcher. I think it is a truck. Yeah. Well, they load it so up in the back of the truck and drive it up to where they need to go. <laughs> yeah, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> so wait, the, wait, 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 hold on. Keep, Got to keep it in budget. I'm, it would have been $19 I'm watching, million I'm watching this scene right now, and he's like in disguise as a Nazi, like walking behind them. <clears throat> it's clearly fucking Indiana Jones. Like, why did none of these assholes recognize him? <laughs> the other, I, I think only Belloc would really know who he was at that point. Well, he slicks his the, hair back. No, the the Nazi dude with the with the um the the bullshit hair is yeah, like yeah, ten yeah. people in front of him. Yeah, True. but remember he slicked his hair back real quick, so that's that's what it was. Yeah, on that. Oh, well, you know what? He's he's wearing a hat, yeah. so that's that's probably he's wearing, he's wearing a hat. A hat. So. Yeah, I mean the best disguise ever. And he's the only one without a gun. Like that should and stick he, out right there. And he's not a Nazi. Talking <laughs> <laughs> about how much he loves Jews the whole time. <laughs> if they cut he's like uh, the audio, but he actually like, like, "Hey, what are you doing for Hanukkah this year?" <laughs> he's like, "Hey, this Hitler guy. Uh, I don't know about him, right?" <laughs> hey, Hitler. I don't know if I'm all in or not. <laughs> this guy's got to go. Have we really weighed our options here? <laughs> So, um, the rocket launcher scene. I completely forgot about the fly. I never I, fly. I still didn't I just. Fly I just watched it go into his mouth earlier. It's so I rewound this three times because I was like to Audrey, I was like, "Did you? Did that? That fly just went in his? He just ate that fly. He didn't even <laughs> flinch." And then here it turns out Marvel dropped some knowledge on us. Where, uh, yeah. So when they filmed the scene. Supposedly, there's like four more frames where the fly flies away, but Spielberg edited it so it looked like it literally just flew in his mouth and like he ate it because he thought it was for no reason, not like to make this guy more menacing. Like Spielberg is probably in his office, like giggling to himself, like cutting out the four frames. <laughs> hey, hey, George, come look at this. The fly, he looks like he ate the fly. I'm about to fly because I just, I just respect that actor more. God, that's what it is. On his lips, and he's just continuing. Like he was like, "Yo, we got to keep this in an eighteen million dollar budget. We we can't be doing reshoots." <laughs> there's no way I can say there's a fly on my face. Otherwise, we'll be a day over production. I mean, even with a rocket launcher pointed at my fucking face, I'd be like, "Hold on, Indiana." <laughs> can we talk about this in a second? I got. I clearly have something yeah. going on right now. <laughs> Oh my god, where'd that fly go? Ugh. I think I just caught a fly. <laughs> and then you look at your Nazi friends. Was that a fly? What the fuck was that? Was that like, 
You start touching your tongue. Like, is there? There's something in my mouth. There's. I wasn't. I didn't need anything. I do. I love that scene though because it shows again, like Indiana doesn't give a fuck about Marion or like anyone else. Because if he would have shot that rocket launcher, I mean, he clearly wasn't. But she would have got blown to fucking Kingdom Come too. But that guy called his bullshit. Was like, "Are you ready to blow this up?" Like, I know you better than that. If you show up with like a gun, they're just gonna shoot you. The rocket launcher. It's like, all right. Well, that's. That's the other part I love is where they're about to shoot, or he backs them all up. He's like, all right, Nazis. He grabs clear, clear the area. He grabs the gun. And these dark Nazis with guns are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, keep one. He's not going to shoot it. He goes like straight Scarface out of nowhere. He's in an all white suit again. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Look out. This one guy's a gun. We have 30 pointed at him. Yeah, why didn't one of them just. Hey, uh, open fire on this asshole like, with the why rocket don't they re- Yeah, they respect this guy so much. They already have the arc. Fuck it. And then the uh, the Nazi show up behind him when he's like, "All right, fine." But they just show yeah. up behind them so quickly. Yeah, they already had stationed up there. Apparently, they're known to show up places quickly. <laughs> hey, as much wow. as I love this wow. movie, there's some just like head scratching thing. Like, you know what though? Like it it doesn't take away from the movie because no, no. Spielberg, it doesn't because yeah, Spielberg and Lucas made this to be a B cheesy movie because it's based off like the 40s serials that they love so much. So all this like yep. nonsensical nonsense is what they would do in the 40s in these like Zorro films. So like it makes yeah. sense in this movie. Like it's it in today's standards, it's like cheese dick. Like why the fuck? But like it just makes sense. Yeah. No, I, we were sitting there watching. I was like, yeah, this is great. I was like, eh, you know, uh, the the Nazis, the Nazis are behind them. Ah, uh, yeah. crazy. But like it's it's just it's fun, yeah. and it is just. Because how good. how else would he get down? Would he be like, ah, all right, I'll walk down to you? Like it just makes sense that Nazis would capture him. <laughs> like yeah, it does. And everything we've been nitpicking, it's just like, ah, uh, you know, okay. I've, it never, is what it is, but... I've never nitpicked it in the past, but because we were recording this, I was like, all right, let me find some things yeah. to fucking point out. It's good. Yeah, we, we we all can't be here. We all can't be sitting here sucking its dick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is what I, I could really think. We all can't be kings. For this $18 million budget, I could be sucking this movie's dick. <laughs> Film on time. All right, so can we, you want to jump ahead to like the, the infamous arc scene? The end of the movie, which is the only reason I don't give this movie a perfect 10. Marvel, take the lead. All right. So the ending is like a bummer kind of for Indiana Jones. Like, so at the end, he's tied the fuck up. So you have your hero, like, even though he's been getting pummeled this entire movie, like he's not like a super fucking hero. But at the end, he's tied up with this girl. They do this like crazy Jewy ritual. The Ark of the Covenant. Hold on, hold on. Before you continue. Where the fuck did Belloc get that outfit that he was wearing when <laughs> Yo, he's, wearing he's dressed? Thing. He's dressed like a pharaoh. I know. I, and like, as soon as it pops up, I was like, "Why the fuck is? Where the fuck did he get that?" There was, is it even necessary to perform the ritual? Does it say like you have to be dressed as a pharaoh? It, it clearly is though, because he, he says at one point, "Like I'm not comfortable with this Jew shit" or whatever he says. I don't know the exact quote, <laughs> but around Nazis, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like I don't. I'm gonna dress like a Jew, but I'm not. When he walks through, when they're walking through the the crevasse, when Indy has the, the grenade launcher, at no point is anybody holding a bag of luggage <laughs> that is going to be carrying this outfit. 
Where the it's, fuck did that come from? That one guy's It's on that. Maybe he had it. Fucking whipped out. Bob, what if he had it on underneath his white suit the entire time? The whole, the whole movie. <laughs> he's been wearing that. The whole movie. The entire it's movie. He's been wearing that. Uh, no wonder. Oh, it's like a, a grab bag. It's like inside the Ark of the Covenant. It's like a. I was like, oh, this comes like you buy the Ark of the Covenant. It comes with a Pharaoh suit. You buy a, Halloween <laughs> costume, a, a cop Halloween costume. And it comes with the hat and the handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. It's- now that, that 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 threw me the fuck off. And then continue, Marvel, and I'm just going to intersperse my questions. That's fine. No, I mean, it's without going like too far ahead, like that whole scene's spectacular. Like, it, it really is for like how they did it. And uh, it was supposed to be a radar R movie because of the one guy's head like caving in or whatever, but they threw fire effects in front of it. And that's what kept it PG because there was no PG 13 at the time. So Wait, this so- movie went, went from an R to a pg because of like some fire effects they threw you can still see the guy's head exploding (laughs) because there's some wavy fire in front of it (laughs) what i love about it is that um the one part where like after like all the nazi soldiers fall down there's like a big fire that swoops by and you can tell they're all action figures (laughs) it's it's at a scale set like i love it it's great like so I remember like the fire and the power and all that stuff coming out of the arc. Who the fuck are the ghosts? They're like, I don't know. They the don't explain they? that. Like they really don't. I guess it's just like God's wrath. I feel like ghosts come out. I'm like, oh, there's like three or four of them. Yeah, it's a bunch of ghosts. Yeah. yeah, they don't really explain. I guess it's just like implying that you're not supposed to be looking at anything that godly. And I do like that at the end, where All Indiana right, so- Jones, the entire movie's like, fuck that supernatural shit. But at the end, he's like, close your eyes, Marion. Close your fucking eyes and All don't right. look. But now, because you just said that, check your phones. Because I just okay. sent you the picture. What the fuck is Marion doing trying to close her eyes? Who closes her eyes like that? Like, she looks like she <laughs> I'm gonna be terrified. I'll have to post this on the uh, the Twitter account when this episode goes live. Like I don't, I've never seen somebody struggle to close their eyes, and she looks like she doesn't know how. <laughs> like he asked her to do, he asked her to do a backflip, and she's never done it. It looks like she's like close your eyes. Oh no! Like what do I do? How do I make that happen? <laughs> she's like what? Both of them? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you to do this, and it, I know it might be hard. But it'll save your life. Close your eyes. Oh, what? <laughs> Both at the same time? <laughs> I, do love, I love that the ghosts leave them alone, but it cuts the rope for them. Like, it's like, hey, <laughs> keep your snip, eyes closed. Let me snip, snip. We know you're the good guys. <laughs> you're not working. Okay. We'll let you go. But I do love that. I, I love that he has a character change where, he, like, the entire movie, he's like, ah, oh, that's supernatural shit. But before he even sees shit go down, He's like, all right, close your eyes. Like, he doesn't even see one ghost. Like, he's just like, fuck it, just close your eyes. Uh, It's just, it's an interesting end because it all happens so fast. And like I said before, in a movie like this, you expect, oh, the the good guy's going to save the day where Indy kind of just sits back and lets the arc do its thing. And And then the movie's fucking over. Like, they shoot... All of a sudden, like him and Marion hug for like a second. They're back in the fucking college, and they're he's like, "Oh, what happened to Ark?" Where it's like, "Where the fuck were you? Like you were just with the Ark. Where did you put it?" 
And then yeah. the government took it, and they're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. And then he walks down some stairs. Him and Marion lock arms, and the fucking music plays. <laughs> like, you're you're telling me that he didn't keep one aspect. He didn't bury it? Arm. He didn't hide it? Like, he's not like, oh, shit, this is some real danger. And Gimli, take this thing and bury it again. Like, But also... Would you expect that from Indy to be like, yeah. yo, hide this fucking thing? Yes. He wants, to put it in, he wants to study it. He, nah, he, I think he, he wants to paint day. He would have known to hide that shit instead of releasing onto the world. You got it. If it was me, I would have just ran. You got it. And just left that fucking thing there. You got to the government for doing the right thing and hiding it. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I think that would have been more in character if at the end. I, I mean, I love that the government has a warehouse full of wild shit, but I would have, it would have been a better ending if he gave it to Gimli and all those kids and were like, we need to fucking put this shit back, seal it up forever. Like it, It's like, hey, if your wife starts bothering you, open this thing. Yeah, it would have been a more satisfying ending than the government took it. Indiana Jones is bummed the fuck out, but Marion's going to take him to lunch. Music plays. And that's the end. Yeah, it just like it just ends. Yeah, that, like said, that's what ends. keeps it from a perfect ten for me. That that it just needed something else at the end. Like Indiana yeah. does fucking nothing at the end. All right, so we're at the end of the film, and I want everybody to just give their quick takeaway, like synopsis. Like someone says to you, "Hey, what do you think about Indiana Jones: Raiders of the Lost Ark?" And we're gonna start with Shane. Go ahead, bud. Uh, fantastic movie. Definitely watch it. That's wow. it. That's it. I mean, that's all that needs uh, to be said. Man really really work. anticlimactic at the end, though. It, it, it does just kind of end. <laughs> I will say, the movie doesn't doesn't drag. It's a two-hour movie, and sometimes older movies can get like slow at points. And the submarine scene did, but that's like three minutes, I think. But the rest of the movie, you're like, oh, shit. It's like, there's still a half hour left? It's like, what else more can happen? Marvel, what do you think? What's your takeaway? Um, It's definitely one of the best movies ever. I mean, it's always on those lists of greatest movies of all time. Um, number 60 on AFI's top 100. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen it at number two of like people's list of all times. And it is. It's like a very rewatchable movie. I mean, if you got to take it into account that it was filmed for $18 million and stayed on time... When it was supposed to be filmed, I mean, on an RP level, I mean, that's a fucking 10.9. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it is, it is like, it. it's a movie that is very flawed, but it's meant to be. So it like, it's a fun movie. So RP, you, you love talking about this shit. This, it won four Oscars? Did you know that? Yeah, it was all in like editing. Holy shit. Uh design yeah. nothing in acting or art, filmmaking so art direction sound film editing and effects oh sound let me start on sound they filmed <laughs> new sounds for this movie like any movie before this used the same i think you mentioned earlier like gunshots and explosions like if you watch old movies like a lot of the explosions and gunshots are the same noise where the, the uh the guy who did the sounds for this one like filmed all new sounds. Like, I think to create, like, the snakes crawling, he, like, ran his hand through, like, fucking coleslaw or something. Like, he did, like, really weird That's new awesome. ideas. That's actually really cool right here. And, like, the boulder scene was a car in neutral running down, like, a driveway. Like, he just did, like, really weird stuff for, like, new sounds that were, at the time, like, really brand new and, like, innovative. It's cool to see. Like, I've seen a couple videos of 
people do in the sounds for movies. And it's just, it's just cool. Um, Bob, what's your takeaway? I mean, it's, it's always been one of my favorites. I think like the nostalgia aspect and like the, like you said, like the Boulder scene, like India, everybody knows Indy, but there's people who don't, who've never watched the movie. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And so like, yeah. How about the budget though? Yeah. I mean, and then to, to create such an iconic film and be under budget, it's just and on time. On yeah, time. On time. But no, like it, it's, it is, it's one of those things where like you could show a person today. Like it, as much as I don't, I wasn't alive when it came out, but I feel like everything that was ridiculous now or that is ridiculous now was probably just as ridiculous in 1981. We're like, this is fucking, this is weird. This is dumb. This is crazy. So it holds up where it's not like, all right, this clearly is aged poorly. And then there's just the pop culture aspects of it. Like it's, it's just a, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. I know if I was a kid when this movie came out, I would have been all fucking over it. This like, was, I would have been this is the greatest movie of all time. This was your national treasure. Yeah. I never said National Treasure was the greatest movie of all time. but Good movies. Those are, speaking of, like those could be our next two movies we watch, National Treasure 1 and 2. We got to finish indie first. <laughs> nah, we're just going to skip the other ones because uh, we're just going right to National Treasure. I'm actually excited to get into Crystal Skull, but um, for those that care, my takeaway is, yes, what an amazing movie on an $18 million budget, uh, kept at the budget, filmed in the allotted time, grossed nearly $400 million at the time. Um, This movie is just fun. It is a movie that you put on and you know you're going to have a good time no matter how many times you've seen it. And it's got that timeless aspect where, yes, some of the shit is cheesy or old, um, but you don't think about it when you watch it. And we, we sat here and nitpicked this film um, because that's what we're doing. And it's just it's great. It is one of like Bob said, it's one of these movies you have to watch. And when this movie came out, you know, a lot of the reaction was uh, this movie's great. It's an escape. You know, I don't want to see real life shit. I want to see this fun um you know, fantastical element of the time. And, and it, it's just a timeless movie that it, on these all time lists deserves to be there. And Indiana Jones is one of the fucking coolest characters of all time uh, in cinema, in my opinion. And, um, yeah. It's like good for Harrison Ford too. Like multiple, like great characters he's known for. Like it's hard to debate like Indiana Jones or Han Solo. Like he clearly would out. Indiana Jones over Han Solo, but Blade Runner is like I know that that's a really big movie, and I know that it's it's very influential. But his character in Blade Runner is not it's not Han Solo, Indiana Jones like level. So I only say Blade Runner because there's he was in public wearing a shirt that said, "I'm Han Solo, I'm Indiana Jones, and I'm Blade Runner." So what? No, no, it says, says deal with it. Or deal with it, yeah. Deal with it. And I actually just bought Blade Runner today because I've never seen it. I mean, I, I so, just watched it for the first time maybe a month ago. I think I talked about it on the podcast. That, like, since the yes, this happened, I watched Blade Runner and then I watched Blade Runner 2049 or whatever. The new one, yeah. It's called. And, like, I liked them, but I was just confused a lot. 
Yeah. Cool thing about Blade Runner is that when they were filming that, the writer's strike happened, and Ridley Scott paid out of pocket to spend more money on visual effects, and apparently that's why it like stands up kind of today. How much? It looks, it looks pretty good. How much did the visual effects cost? Though, like eighteen million. About eighteen. Million. Okay. All right. He paid $18 million just to have it rain for the entire fucking movie. <laughs> all right, we're getting off topic. Indiana Jones. We are getting off topic. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know if when I think of Harrison Ford, I think of whatever his name was, the robot Blade Runner. Like, it's definitely Indiana Jones. And- Do you... Okay, so we're on Indy. We're on Harrison Ford. Do you like Indy better, or are you a Han Solo person? <laughs> Personally, honestly, to uh, uh, I think that I actually do prefer indie, but it's like it's also it's it's like comparing like Michael Jordan and LeBron James, like you know what I mean? Like they're both great characters, but like which one do I prefer? It's probably indie, because as much as I love Han Solo, I don't watch the Star Wars movies just for Han Solo, mm-hmm. but I watch Indiana Jones just to watch him play indie. For me, I, I think I would go indie too, just because he's more uh, relatable. But Han Solo is like the epitome of fucking cool. So Indiana Jones is too, though. I know. Like they, they had, they do have a lot of similarities yeah. between them. Um, They're essentially the same character, just different genres. They are. Like he's just uh, as scummy, like as Indiana Jones as he is as Han Solo. And I'm going to put this out there for our poll. We'll probably get about 10 votes. Um, but I'll say who's cooler, Han Solo. Who do you prefer, Han Solo or um, Indy? But what do you think, Marvel? <sighs> I don't know. Like, that really took me for a loop. Because I grew up with both of these movies. Like, Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Like, I was... I remember my uncle coming over with both, like, trilogies, basically. So, I mean... The only thing that ruins it for me is the sequels. Like, old-ass Indiana Jones and Crystal Skull, like, fucks me up. But Han Solo in the new, new movies, like, really fucks me up. Like, if it would have just been the original trilogy, like, it... I don't know. Like, it... it, I love Han Solo in The Force Awakens. Yeah, but he's old. Like, it's just, it's hard to watch. Like, he, like, I, I think I mentioned the last episode of the podcast where he's standing there in, like, the hallway, and you're like, fuck, that's an old man. <laughs> like, that's not even how I'm talking yeah, but, I guess my reaction is different because I didn't grow up on Star Wars. I didn't get into Star Wars until Phantom Menace came out. Oof. And, uh, <laughs> you know. What a, what a place to start. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, The Force Awakens is one of my favorite Star Wars movies next to um the original trilogy but uh, obviously empire return if i had to personally pick between the two it would be han solo just for childhood memories i had figures of han solo i never had a indian toy and that's it shane what do you think bud? i'm i'm i've always been more partial towards star wars so i'd probably have to go han i don't know i mean i actually grew up watching um all the indiana jones movies like i didn't get into star wars until like kind of high school um but i'd still have to go han i think i think han is just a cooler character than indy they're kind of the same like it's not like i'm not gonna be oh my god i can't believe you said han over indy you know yeah you know we're split here two and two you know we got 
two votes for Han and two votes for Indy. But um, it's, there's anything not... else to add about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Um, uh, it stayed on budget. Was filmed in time. I mean, what else is there to say? I'm gonna cut every <laughs> fucking line, every fucking budget joke. It's getting cut. Yeah, what's crazy is like I agreed with you 100 on how important that was, but it's just so easy to make fun of you for. <laughs> we stopped right after you said that because that really, like, that is a takeaway. Fuck Harrison true. Ford. Fuck this special effects. Like none of that shit matters. What at the end of the day, Steven Spielberg made a movie, and it could have been this, and it could have been fucking Geely. Who cares what it was? But at the end of the day, he made it in time and on budget. Again, that's true. That's a huge deal. If you look into the the story of Indiana Jones, we didn't go over. <laughs> All right, clearly going to de- divert the topic. Uh, <laughs> we got to recast Indy. It's twenty twenty. Are we, doing, are, we, are we doing the uh, previously recorded special, which is just we give it to David Harbour? Are we actually <laughs> Ooh, I would for sure watch that. <laughs> we get- my, choice, yeah. my choice to recast Indy would be... Don't say it. Chris Pratt. I knew it. You I fucking mark. Was- you are that movie already mark. exists. It's called Jurassic World. You are the biggest <laughs> mark on the planet. I knew well, so you were gonna say it. There was there was talk of him being the one that they re, they do recast with and introduce in five. I have no problem with them picking up with Shia LaBeouf's character. I like Shia LaBeouf. Wait. I thought that had promise. Wait, how about this? Give it give it to David Harbor, and then you bring in Ken Jong as short round. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> that's not bad actually. <laughs> <laughs> You can't. I, I'm just gonna go and say because I don't. You you can't redo this movie. It doesn't need to be yeah. done. No, I would. Like, I'd be really, really upset if they redid it. Not. It doesn't need all these shitty ass sequels. Yeah. That they're still but think of it this out. way, because we always do this recasting thing, Marvel. Think I know. This. I know you do. I've listened to this podcast. And I, I hate it. <laughs> I'm saying. Imagine, but when I do the recasting thing, I don't think like, all right, we're gonna reboot it. I think like the movie was never made to begin with. They're gonna make it for the first time now. All right, all right. You saw the character now. All right, let me sit back and think about it. Yeah, now, are we still dealing with an eighteen million dollar budget? Um, yes, and it has. It's been fun. So it has to be a how no much, budget. All right. How much time do we have to shoot this new movie? Four months. It's got. I'm trying to think of somebody who's like in that age range, and they can't be like too good looking. Like Chris Pratt's too goofy. Chris Evans is like. I'm, I know we're going like Marvel guys. Like Chris Evans is too good looking for that job. Uh, Harrison Ford's a good-looking motherfucker. Don't get me wrong. I know he's like rugged. Chris Evans is like he doesn't have that. Like he's like Chris Evans looks like a Ken doll to me. Nah, you Snowpiercer. Did you see him in that movie? Yeah, he's a dirty Har- motherfucker. Harrison Ford is good-looking. No, Those Pratt, not Chris Evans. Uh, yeah, Those... but we. Just no, I'm saying I'm, trying, I'm just naming people. Chris Pratt's too goofy. <laughs> you know Batista. who I would like? What'd you say? Dave Batista. Uh, just no. to call the Guardians. I think, fucking I, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Zoe Zeldana, we could do an all-female cast. I'd like Idris Elba. I might actually buy Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Bradley I'd Cooper actually wouldn't be bad. But I think I'd like Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba, but I just... I'm trying just... to think of like an actor. Because you got, figure they got him. Daniel Craig. Yeah, but he was already Bond, so you can't give him. Well, Indiana Jones is kind of uh, based off Bond in a way. I know, but what I'm Here's saying is... 
You can't you can't be Bond and Indiana Jones. I mean, I would well, just he go was Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Fuck it, Rob McElhenney. Yeah, fuck <laughs> okay, it, just throw everything at the wall. I'll I'll go alternate <laughs> universe and just say Tom Selleck was Indiana Jones. Adam Driver, Christian Bale. I uh, I don't know. Like pushing it for me would be Mark Wahlberg. I'd be pushing. It's real it. shitty Indiana Jones is Mark Wahlberg. I was about to say that yeah. he'd be awful. That is. Oh my god, I'm guys! Jones, right? you, yeah, hey guys, did you see the Ark of the Covenant is buried over there? Mary, they took the idol. They took the idol. What are we gonna do? I feel oh, like that's like down, okay? that's that's if Indiana Jones was straight to DVD, it would be like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones six straight to DVD, Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god, we have to get this in a museum, you guys. Question: Recast Indiana Jones. I, I, I just couldn't. Even if it didn't exist, I'd be like, "Oh no!" I, I don't know do that. I, I, I don't know that I can. Like, I'm thinking, I don't like anybody in that role. Hugh Jack. So who? So Harrison Ford was was the guy in the in the eighties. He was the big time. Who's it now? The Rock. Yeah, but they, none of them. It's none the of Rock. them. Yeah, it would probably be the, the rock, rock. Would be Indiana Jones. I would fucking hate that. Indiana Jones can't be this gigantic human being who can beat everybody up. Like the fact that well, Indiana Jones should the Rock with his giant biceps writing on the chalkboard. Yeah, Indiana Jones <laughs> getting his ass kicked most of the time. <laughs> yeah, the Rock is the biggest superstar. He's the Arnold Schwarzenegger of like now. Yeah, yeah, he's Arnold. So yeah, yeah, true. He would do it, as I said, would, cheese dick movies. He want to do an Indiana Jones, but he kind of you know who like, probably would be in like big consideration too, if this was like maybe ten years ago. Uh, Tom Cruise. They would probably consider Tom yeah. Cruise. No, because I think ten years ago, ten years ago, the Crystal Skull came out, right? Or no, that was probably fifteen years ago, right? At that point, they want a younger person. So, like, Shia LaBeouf was good for that role at the time. He was because he was the Transformer. He was Han Solo. He was I the Transformers it. guy. And then he could be the next. I'm going Jake Gyllenhaal. I buy that. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I think Dumb. I got one RP. Prince of Persia. Like Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm going to have to talk him down. For the eighteen million dollar budget, but I think RP. I think I got one. What, what do you about got, Michael Fassbender? I don't know. I I, I could see it. I love Fassbender. I, I can't see him being goofy enough. Did you see the Assassin's Creed movie? Nah. Neither did I. I feel like it didn't. I feel like it wasn't good though. I but love Fassbender. I don't know. He, I, can't I see just him I being... like him a lot as young Magneto. Yeah. What about Tom Hardy? I'm a big Tom Hardy guy. Mm. After Venom, I do love some Tom Hardy, it. but I don't know about yeah. Indiana Jones though. I'm I'm in and out on. I I can see what you're saying. What about What about Bullock? Is Tom Hardy? I'm all right with that. Yeah. I feel like that checks out. As the antithesis of my suggestion. Just no, he's 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 bald. Oh, okay. Just that's in whatever we request. Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Hardy. Okay. I feel like not, that's pretty not good. in that movie for eighteen mil, bud. And uh, is the Rock? You're not. Is the Rock Gimli? The Rock. Yeah. The Rock's married. Oh, for it is two thousand twenty. Maybe the Rock. No, uh, Miriam would be played by 
Marion? Florence Pooh. You love her right now. Yeah, you're on that Little Women kick after listening to that last yeah. podcast. Seriously. No. Yo, Marianne. RP, I, I found out recently that... Girl? I found out recently that she's... Isn't she dating Zach Braff? Yeah, and she's in Black Widow. She's like half her, his age. I think that's yeah. kind of strange. Like put out like a thing about Marion for me would be like a Mila Kunis... Like an older actress who's like playing a younger person. Well, that the the, the speaking of Little Women, uh, the lead actress in that's uh, Serona's. I don't know her name. She was in Lady Bird too. She's on that line of she, she is attractive, but she. What were you guys were talking about with Barry and earlier? And I feel like that would kind of be a good fit. Yeah, but you can't do that in a movie now. That's the difference. You can't have. An average looking female lead. You're true. That's true. It would be like Megan Fox. No. You know who's playing Marion that people love, but I don't get? Kirsten Dunn. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunn is, I'm pretty sure she's dead, so don't worry about her. <laughs> well, All right, so we got our Indy. She'll, she'll fit the budget because she'll do it cheap. She'll do it. The thing with Indy is that if it's Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal is incredibly attractive. That's what I'm saying. You can't have an action movie. Like, look at any action movie that's come out in the last 15 years. Whoever the female in the action movie in is is in a bikini at some point and is like smoking hot. So you got. Well, I'll just throw it off of what you what you said about uh, not oh, like a guy that can't be too attractive. No, I get that, but it's not. You can't have that today. So it's got to be somebody else. It's got to be like a big. I, so Jake be an older per, like an older woman, but. Like uh, Olivia Wilde, but I don't think she acts. But I'm saying, like, you don't have I'm, uh, I'm, nowadays. You don't yeah, have, you're going for like. You don't have like You know, who might play a good uh, Gimli. He's, he doesn't fit the build. Is Rockwell Sam Rockwell? Gimli would be Dave Bautista. Probably. Yeah. And then Sam Rockwell would just... actually be. Well, Sam Rockwell would be Bullock. I love when we give this character no respect and call him Gimli. <laughs> I did write it down. It's still off. Who did I just? I'm locked in. I'm locked in on, on the Jake Gyllenhaal, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, or Sam Rockwell's Bullock, and uh, they, they, whoever used as a uh, the Rock. Dave Bautista as him. I'm in, man. I'm in. This is this is the previously recorded from uh, Peaky Blinders. He plays like the Nazi dude. Who from Peaky Blinders? Tilly Murphy. Mm-hmm. The Nazis. Ooh, I would. I would like. I want to be the Nazis. Uh, creepy the whole time. Yeah, I would like that. I'm. I'm really on board with Jake Gyllenhaal too. I. I feel like he's not in enough. Like, I'd throw uh, Steve Buscemi in there as a Nazi too. No, yeah, he's the guy who burns his hand. Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi's a uh, fucking Alfred Molina. He dies right away. <laughs> Or Steve yeah, Buscemi. The, rock. the Rock's the one at the beginning. He gets top Here's Oh, here's your Marion, because this is exactly what the role that she's played in the last... The who the girl who plays Nebula, and she's in... Uh, Jum- Karen Gillian. Yeah. Oh. She's Marion. Yeah. As Ma- Karen she Gillian as, as Marion. I like that. All right. I love Karen. That wraps it up. We fucking... Yeah. Yeah, put a bow on it. Part. We 
have our Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark cast. That about does it here. Uh, previously recorded. Um, anything to add before we go? Uh, yeah, uh, I really can't wait for short round. Yeah, I can't wait to recast uh, I, short round either. I, yeah, um, everybody what I do you mean? I already recast him as Ken Jong. That's perfect. Um, yeah, Ken Jong's great, round. but I'm going with The Rock. Um, the Rock is short round. <laughs> I, yeah, I want every <laughs> actor ever. Kevin Hart is short round. That, <laughs> yeah, that should be like the SNL sketch that goes on forever. It's like this actor auditioning for short round. Yeah. Like I want to see Steve Martin reading short round lines. Like I don't even care who it is. I want all of them talking for that part. So uh, Marvel, we might call you in for all of these just for the casting parts. All right. So you can throw the I'll, rock I'll, in anywhere. I throw Marvel? the rock in every remake. Back to the future. Marvel? The rock. <laughs> the fucking. Wait, is Marvel not Star Wars on the rock Skywalker. What's that? Is Marvel not in on all the indie movies? I mean, I'll, I'll call in for each one just to make sure we stay on budget. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you... apparently Marvel wrote the wiki on uh, Indiana Jones with all these facts <laughs> he's got. So we're going to need you to at least send us some fun facts for the next one. You're, you're not here for Marvel. We're just going to know how, how long it took to make. The funny part about this is that this episode is longer than the, the two part are combined. Uh, it's come out as one episode. But, but um, we but stayed on budget, though. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Remember to leave us a rating um, and, and a review. Anything to plug before we go, guys? Totally tease. Totally tease. Always totally tease. Um, now nah, I'm good right now. I, I've been buying things on Instagram, but they're coming from China probably, so they're they're not going to show up until probably this air, this episode actually hits the air. All right, when uh, when Bob when Bob dies of Corona, I will step in for the Indiana Jones episode. <laughs> there you go. It's a matter of time. Shane, anything to add? No, I haven't really been watching anything new, so I don't have anything to plug. All right, and uh, I'm just going to plug podcast the ride as always. Um, all right, guys, have a great night. Love you. Where's my money?